A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I got a dead person on my arm! It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I am your TV guide, Barb Hardly, a gorgeous drag queen that you can see right now if you go to YouTube and watch Must Have Seen TV on YouTube. And let's say hello to the Laverne to my Shirley or the Lenny to my Squiggy. Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Hey, Barb. Thank you for for, uh, comparing me to Michael McKean, one of the great, great comedic actors of our time. I know. It's just so crazy that he's on this. He's on Laverne and Shirley. This was his (laughs) his big break. No, yeah, this is pre. He wait, he is a kid in the hall, isn't he? No, no. Wait, no, wait. Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney. Yes. Michael McKean. They're both on SNL at the same time. Michael McKean was not on SNL. Yes, for like one season, I think. Oh, maybe he he was. You know, there's so much background on Michael McKean. He is he's so great. You know, you've seen him. You've seen him. He's he's Lenny in Laverne and Shirley. Uh, he's on Better Call Saul. Um, he I, he was in Good Omens. I saw him on Broadway in Superior Donuts. Oh. He is just a very versatile actor. He's in in so many of the Christopher Guest movies. He was in Spinal Tap. Well, he's the iconic gay in Best in Show. Oh, he's the partner of. Yes. uh, He's the Seb and I am the uh, John Michael (laughs) Higgins character who has to pack so many kimonos for a two day trip anyway. uh, (laughs) Oh, we did get a really nice uh, YouTube comment that i should have i would love to hear a very nice youtube comment because i need validation in my life my job is hard always so this is on of course the alfred hitchcock episode that we did uh an unlocked window of diff as part of pride month and uh the comment from uh nico and then a bunch of uh words i don't know (laughs) Um, uh, really enjoyed this podcast. I've been thinking about the mysterious TC Jones since seeing the Alfred Hitchcock Hour episode. Thanks so much for your entertaining and interesting discussion. You are welcome. Anything to spread the love of TC Jones and uh, early to mid 20th century drag queens, I am clearly here for. That's where TC Jones made his money. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the history that we were mining then, and we can mine it again when we find something else uh, for next Pride Month. But right now it is Halloween season, and mm-hmm. it is October. We are recording on October first, twenty twenty three. It is a balmy, what <laughs> balmy? It's just a plain hot day. Yeah, here. it was. It was feeling pretty folly for a, a little while, and now it is. Uh, so hot that I burned my hand on my uh, doorknob going outside this morning. Who are you? 
Uh, Joe Pesci. Ah! See, Home Alone. <laughs> very nice. Thank you very much for the uh, the callback to great comedic performance by Joe Pesci. Yeah. Oh, and, and the other thing that I, I need uh, people to I need to show off is myself. Um, oh, yes. for, again, I am in drag and everybody needs to see if you go to the YouTube. Hello. If, for people watching it, for people wow. listening on a non-visual platform, Barb is wearing a purple off-the-shoulder dress, uh, velvet or evening velour. gown. It is satin gown, uh, satin with elbow-length white gloves. With um, it looks like gold bracelets on the wrist. Just a ton of jewelry. The same jewelry, jewelry I wear for everything. Uh, come up to <laughs> come over to YouTube and see it. In motion, see the wig, see the eye makeup. Yes. But if you're listening on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, get your your must-have-seen TV, thank you for listening. Uh, We do appreciate it. Every now and then you'll hear Barb's accent, but otherwise I'll just be talking like myself. Although this is myself. It's a part of me that I've discovered and let out. Uh (laughs) Is it a bigger part of you than your Tennessee accent? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> by far by far it comes Screw and goes that. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah this week we'll be traveling to january 10th 1978 saturday night fever rolled the box office baby come back by player top the charts and abc aired the laverne and shirley episode the mortician ethan you must <laughs> have seen the mortician before today no i haven't but uh i was Really impressed by how good it was. Laverne and Shirley does not disappoint. What what date? Would, wait, say it again. What date was this again? January tenth, nineteen seventy eight. I'm going to look up what happened that oh, yeah. day. Uh, but we are doing this. Uh, we're doing Laverne and Shirley because this is a part of a series where we're doing the most popular sitcom of the decade. We started with Life with Luigi, so mm. already blowing our premise. but life with luigi only lasted one season and that one season was the like second highest on average lila of lucy was the number one but we just done a lucy episode and did andy griffith last week now we are on laverne and shirley which dark horse candidate for the most popular sitcom of the 70s i was thinking happy days or i was thinking all in the family Honestly, yeah, I was I was match. thinking Happy Days are all in the family, and Laverne and Shirley was, of course, a spinoff of Happy of Days. Happy Days, both created Which, by Gary Marshall. Absolutely wild that it was for a for a while more popular than than Happy Days. Oh, Barb, Laverne and Shirley was a monster. Yes, Laverne and, Laverne and Shirley. So Laverne and Shirley went eight seasons. Cindy Williams, who played Shirley, left at the eighth season. So she did, I think, two episodes, and then she got pregnant, and she said, I would like to have some time off to have a baby and be a mother. And they were like, no, you need to come in on your due date. And she's like, well, how about I just quit? And they're like, okay, I guess you, I guess you can. I know, ridiculous, right? So they... The entire eighth season is Laverne and Shirley, but only Laverne. It is only Laverne. And they, but they were ready to do a ninth season with just Laverne and still call it Laverne and Shirley. And she said, I want to film in New York City. 
And that was the straw that broke the camel's back because it's more expensive to film sitcoms in New York than it is to film in L.A. And that's what got the series canceled. Not Cindy Williams, half of Laverne and Shirley uh, leaving the show. And this I, believe is, I mean, the is this similar to, you know, Valerie, Valerie Harper being mm. fired off of her own show because she wanted to be paid like a lead actress should. Anyway, sexism, still dealing with it, baby. Well, um, so not, not only was Laverne and Shirley extremely popular from the 70s and 80s, it spun off not one, but two animated shows. Like, what are those? Are they animated Laverne and Shirley? Is it like the Brady kids? It's exactly. It's You put them in a strange situation. So in uh, 19... Are they ghost hunters? In 1981, they ha- they did 19 episodes of Laverne and Shirley in the army. Oh, my God. So in the fifth season of the show, they joined the army reserves. And there was enough to spin out this animated series where their sergeant, um, Sergeant Squealy, uh, played by Horshack, Ron P- P- Palillo. Oh, wow from Welcome Back Cotter, was a pig, a talking pig. In the army? Yes. Uh, And his boss was Kenneth Mars from uh, um, Young Frankenstein and um, uh, the producers. So that was the first one. Then they got the great idea of let's put all of the um, Happy Days spinoffs together into one big animated show, uh, the Mar- Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, and Fonz Hour. And how many episodes did that run? It didn't run a, a whole. It ran, I think, also nineteen episodes, fourteen or nineteen. Robin Williams did all of the voices for uh, Mork. Pam Dauber did all the Mindy. Henry Winkler did Fonz. Um. Uh, Penny Marshall did Laverne and Shirley was played by Lynn Marie Stewart, who plays uh, Charlie's um, no. uh, Yeah. Charlie's mom. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, good. And is Miss Yvonne, the most beautiful woman in puppet land. Oh, wow. So, yes, Laverne and Shirley was this monster mega hit that spun off. Two animated shows. What? That's bizarre. I mean, so it's also crazy because this might be like the second or third episode of Laverne and Shirley that I've seen. Oh, it's I, such a I mostly know it from Wayne's World. <laughs> from from the parody that they do. It's a show that absolutely deserved to be high rated. It's funny. It's not just quick wit. It's also a lot of physical comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's very broad. It plays to a a lot of different audiences and uh, it has a fantastic ensemble cast. Not only do you have two fantastic comedians in in, uh, Cindy Williams and Penny Marshall, but like add David Landers and Michael McKeon on top of that. And it's just it's chaos every episode. Virtual Marx Brothers. Oh, yeah. And what I enjoyed about this episode or just in general, like. Cindy Williams is playing Shirley is the straight man, essentially, but it's still very funny and has her own weird quirks. It honestly feels a lot like Broad City, if we want to, you know, say current. Like it has the same like 
you know, one is more reserved than the other, but they both are lunatics. <laughs> They're both messes. And that was the whole, the introduction of them on Happy Days. Um, it was from an episode called A Date with Fonzie. It was season three, episode 10. And the whole thing was they wanted to get uh, Richie Cunningham set up with a girl. Okay. And so the, the the episode starts out, he tries to meet girls at a supermarket. Uh, doesn't really work out. So what else are you going to do before, before <laughs> OK Cupid? And uh, so Swifties. back then they had Fonzie's not so little black book that had all of the uh, ladies who he had dated and presumably had intercourse with because the Fonz definitely the got laid come on even though it's lot. 1950s a people lot. were still doing it and that was the whole point was that laverne and shirley were exceedingly easy uh <laughs> oh, so um henry winkler as the fonzie takes laverne and richie cunningham who we saw last episode uh, last episode mm -hmm. of must have seen tv is as Opie, a baby takes cindy williams who plays shirley and He's like this. He's like this is a sure thing. Takes her home and gets interrupted by his parents. Um. Also, the two of them played a dating couple in American Graffiti. Uh, Wait, just Cindy a... Williams and yep. Ron Howard. Cindy Still Williams. never seen American Graffiti. What is my problem? Am I even a Star Wars fan? Haven't you seen everything that that George Lucas has done, including? THX Tales? I've Red seen THX 1138. Okay. <clears throat> so they really like um, Laverne and Shirley. I know I'm talking, I'm talking so much background on this because I thought it was <laughs> fascinating. Um, they come back for another five episodes. Um, but as the series is being developed by Gary Marshall, who thinks the world of his sister Penny Marshall, who is both a writer and actor um she and cindy williams together were, were writing for francis ford coppola's zoetrope productions oh, wow that's how they knew each other so they that's were a package deal um they met on a double date and then went to work became best friends went to work on um for francis ford coppola together gary marshall has developed happy days gary marshall has developed the odd couple uh um Penny Marshall is a regular on The Odd Couple. Oh, yeah. Um, he says, you know, maybe we can spin off these two into their own series. And we get eight seasons. Well, really kind of like 7.2 seasons of Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Whew, and it's lot. all history. And then she directs A League of Their Own. Yeah. We and then these and she did big, she did awakenings, she did a uh, league of their own. She just passed away, I want to say like maybe two, three years ago. Yeah, and uh Cindy Williams starred in a one of Hayden Rourke's final uh TV movies. Hmm. Um Suddenly Love, I think was the name of it. And funny fun fact, uh Hayden's nephew, Ricky Rourke, was also in that movie playing Cindy Williams's boyfriend. And Ooh. uh yeah, and Ricky was a aspiring actor and also gay, and we lost him to AIDS, I think, in the early like in the early nineties. But I always just like 
adore that Hayden had a gay nephew and they got to, you know. Yeah. And he like tried to help his gay nephew out. I just, I love that. Um, I was, I tried to email our uh, interview Cindy Williams for a long time. We played a lot of email tag, but unfortunately she passed away, you know, even more recently. Oh boy. Um, But... This week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the Laverne and Shirley episode, The Mortician. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, it's the 13th episode of season three, and it was written by Laura Levine and directed by Alan Rafkin. Here's how IMDb describes the episode. Laverne finds an unknown man attractive. Following him to his workplace, she finds out he's a mortician. She tries to get close by having Shirley fake that she's doomed. Will he feel <laughs> closer to Laverne for this or horribly offended? Ethan, how accurate is that description? Oh, it's so good. It's it's and exactly where a novelist wrote that, like a little a little spiral novelist. There's a lot of <laughs> this is just a weirdly detailed little summary there. But yeah, that it's, is the episode. And, you know, it is, you know, it's not a Halloween episode this aired in January. And uh, there's no spooks, but it is a mortician. And it is, you know, and actually there is uh, a Wolfman uh, tie-in at the very end. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> and morticians, you know, they're, they're, they have a reputation for being kind of creepy. Oh, God, um, yeah. Despite the fact that my brother-in-law trained as a musician, uh, as a mortician, he is licensed as a mortician, and then he's just like, I don't want to do mortician stuff. I want to manage stores. So he's a manager at a Victoria's Secret at a very nice mall. So homosexual? <laughs> no, no. Okay, he's married well. to my sister. They have they have a nephew. I have a well, nephew. We'll um see. so so yeah. Uh, this was this was a non-Halloween episode at a time when when you've told me that they weren't a lot of Halloween themed episodes around the late 70s. It was more like an well, 80s it's just thing. like it didn't really like get take off, you know, holiday episodes in general. You know, it takes a little while for them to really become de rigueur. Oh, but there's a right. great family affair episode that takes place at Christmas in July. Isn't that yeah. festive? It- and it features death. It's really a Halloween episode. Yeah, uh, child so we dies. get the opening credits, which if you've seen Wayne's World, you'll recognize. Them. It's the first five seasons of the show took place in Milwaukee, same place that Happy Days took, mm-hmm. took place. And then sixth season, they jump forward like I want to say like five or six years and are now living in California. I don't like that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That would put me off. Well, and think also cast, cast though everyone got up and moved <laughs> together, and like, that ends up happening. Like, uh, well, and the ratings fell after the first four seasons. Like, they, they moved time slots and they tanked, and then they put them back in their original, and they got better, but they never reached the glories. Don't move score. shows. It's don't. it doesn't work out. No one wants. No one wants it. The episode no opens with a a tap dancing lesson. Yes, Carmine, uh, played by Eddie Mecca, and uh, Edna, played by Betty Garrett, who uh, I did not know anything about her, but she was popular enough to have her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say popular enough to have her own wiki feet entry. <laughs> you never know where <laughs> oh, it's going. Oh, that's how we're rating celebrity now. Not Walk of Fame. Yeah. Feet. Uh, Wait, so who are these people? Because they're not in the rest of the episode. They're not in the episode. Uh, uh, Carmine 
is there is just a friend. He dates uh, Shirley every so often. He's just kind of like, you know, when you move uh, two characters from one show into a spinoff, you have to develop their surrounding yeah. cast. So Edna, uh, played by Betty Garrett, is their landlady. Oh. Um, her father, uh, Shirley's father lives in the same building. He's uh, in the credits. Phil Foster is Frank DeFazio. We don't see him at all, but later in the series, he and Edna get married. Um, so the two, the, the, the father and the daughter are living in the same building. Carmine's just kind of a friend, but living right above Laverne and Shirley are Lenny and Squiggy. Okay. So they're all in the same building. I mean, it feels like not a very discerning landlady, but I guess, you know, if the paycheck's clear or if the, yeah. if the rent check's clear. Exactly. <laughs> You will put up with Lenny and Squiggy. Well, and so, yeah, it opens with a tap dancing lesson. And then uh, Shirley comes home from her job at the beer bottling plant. Like, Correct. Right, yeah. yeah. Where, where she was like, I just had a 12 hour shift, like teaching someone how to put caps on bottles. And comrades like, you only <laughs> work eight hours. It's like, yeah, eight hours. And then four of those hours, she was literally like on my feet or something like standing on my feet. Oh, it's like, oh, I, I, yeah, it was eight hours standing on my feet. And then four of those hours, she was standing on my feet. So, so I guess that's the way you train someone is you have to, like, be right in well, it's front like, of you know, them. When, when you know, the parents doing a slow dance with their child. And it's like, put your feet on my feet. That's what it was. And then and then put the caps on the beer bottles, honey. You're doing great. Yes, yes. Push. <laughs> yeah. But things uh, move fast because Laverne, uh, Laverne is, is absent. And they ask Shirley, yeah. where, like, why, why are you home by yourself? And she says, and it's like, well, Laverne's been taking the bus home. She has a crush on a bus passenger. Which... Uh, she's been she's been hiking her skirt up a little bit to kind of give him a little leg show. <laughs> uh, as they're standing there holding the uh, the bar on the uh, on the bus together. But um, <laughs> so things move fast. Because we find out that she has followed him to his place of employment. Yeah, she's like, she's going further than she's, she's going further than she's ever gone before. <laughs> All the way to his place of employment. Especially in the 1950s, you know, apparently it was not uh, common for women to approach men and say, I am mm-hmm. interested in you. That comes up at the end of the episode. And so she, they, she ends up at a funeral home and she goes this in. This is where Stan works. Uh-oh, he runs it with his brother. And whoops, you're in love with a mortician. Now, Ethan, is someone being a mortician a deal breaker? Relationship class? I guess not. And, uh, it's kind of funny that uh, you say that, because right now I'm reading a a book called The uh, Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service. It is a very uh, popular adult manga. It is a comic book from Japan about um, some graduate students uh, who have psychic powers and oh. they're all kind of involved in the death business and they get cases from dead bodies trying to uh, solve their murders. And I think one of the the characters that I that I have I'm enamored with is the mortician girl. Okay. The spunky little um little uh smart kid. I'm Not kid, think... she's college graduate, but you know. I guess, you know, 
if I was a single lady riding the bus and mm -hmm. I saw a man who looked like, I don't know, Mr. Robert Wagner, and I followed him home and he ended up working and living at a mortuary at a mortuary at a that's what they're called or at funeral home crematorium. That's yes, they have those too. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I do find I do find the mortician profession to be a little bit disturbing. Um, maybe not in, in enjoyable uh, <laughs> talk uh, thing to talk about. But I mean, if if the man's hot, I can I can heat up. I can heat up that uh, funeral home at least one night. <laughs> Your own little crematorium. Yeah, let's let's make some hot let's body. Make some ash. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, then he's he is actually more disturbed by me and all the weird jokes I'm awkwardly making. He's like, you get out. You'll get, get over. Now. No, he'll get over that. Right. Then we'll get married. No, um. So anyway, yeah, like <laughs> she finds out that he works at a a funeral home. Uh, he he's the he, side. He's the he's he's not the hands deep in the in the in the pocket in the bodies. Uh, he does say like, "Oh, Laverne from the bus, you have lovely knees." So he does, you know. He remembers her. He recognizes her calling card. Her, uh, he, her 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 uh, below the waist knockers, <laughs> right? Can you call knees that? Neat knocking knees, knee Knobby knockers, knee. yeah. And then he, he sees a bracelet that she has that has cows on it. She drops it because it's like a loose clasp. And it's, yeah, it's, it's so from weird. it's from the gift shop at the Chicago Stockyard. And he <laughs> goes, "Oh, they have a gift shop." She says, "Yeah, it's by the uh, where they kill the cows, but it's you got to go around the back, and it's hard to find." <laughs> I thought yeah, it was Penny funny. Marshall is so is again like I've only ever seen her mostly when she's older. I haven't seen she has a guest spot on the Bob Newhart show early on, so I've seen that, of course. But she just has such a fun, weird energy. It's very like they cast Terry Gar to play Phoebe's mom uh on her birth her biological mom, mom on friends i could see penny marshall playing a phoebe buffet's biological yeah. mom very spacey very love it love it some of the younger people watching this or maybe not even younger like maybe my age uh might remember her and her brother from their cameo in the oh. movie hocus pocus yeah you, you don't like that Hoc it was oh, no it was just like hocus pocus is fine but their cameo, he plays. No, their cameo. I, I appreciate them having I mean, a cameo. They're married in the in Hocus Pocus in real he, life, which is scary. <laughs> well, she was married to uh, Rob Reiner for ten years. Oh God! And That's she a... auditioned for uh, the Sally Struthers part in All in the Family, but Aww. they went with Sally Struthers instead. Man! But she ended up uh, in real life marrying. She Eden. was the real Sally Struthers, exactly. In a way. So, yeah, so he then starts showing off urns. He's like, what are you <laughs> here for? Which is the thing that I don't think she thought through of like, you know, you don't just stop by a funeral home. It's not like he was working at a Hollywood video or something, which didn't and exist in the 50s. And, you know, the whole thing about funeral homes is that they tend to be one of two things. One very functional square buildings that have funeral home really big because it's like in an urban area mm. or if it's a suburban one they tend to be these very nice victorian mansions oh yeah 
Well, and they're just and, like, you know, it's just lots of space, like big. Yeah. Big one story uh, house, a uh, home for the funeral. You, you legitimately might miss the sign. It might mm-hmm. just be this really nice house. Granted, it means that she also followed him into what she might have assumed was just his house. Which is also, <laughs> what's your it's business here? Get uh, out of renting Airbnb. But he 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 uh he gestures over to the urns and he says, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If you're getting cremated, an urn is a must. <laughs> and there's like a little bit of titter of laughter, and she goes, <laughs> I love poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I mean, they're not convincing me that this guy's a catch, but they are showing me a lot of uh Laverne's character about who she oh. finds attractive because this guy he has a crispin glover vibe to him yeah that's a good he's, that's a good way not, of putting it. you know he's he's not the he's he's no mr wagner he's, he's no ken by, barry he's played by john fink he hasn't he didn't do a ton of stuff he was he, he kind of did small roles and like basketball and batman and robin and <laughs> oh all the greats <laughs> flatliners the client the only john like, grisham yeah, 20 years later you're going to be in the biggest movies batman and robin and basketball but <laughs> oh um, what a icon. He's, he's fine so then um well a customer, a customer comes, comes in, in. yeah which is weird I mean, a grieving person comes in <laughs> so she's and, feeling awkward because she's like i want to i want to hit on this guy more there's obviously there's work to be done because this guy's brother uh is coming in from the, oh, yeah. the, the body is being shipped. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and he, he's, he's, he's given a seat just to kind of like, just in the, in the funeral parlor while the, while Stan, the mortician goes, go goes off to check on the body delivery. <laughs> and Laverne just goes, isn't he a nice guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, one thing we can agree on the mortician. Mwah. Such nice a nice guy. man. Nice, nice man. And then we get some tall. amazing physical comedy of you know Laverne's looking at an urn, and then what if what happens is the bracelet falls off into the urn. She like looks around and is like, oh no, wait, it's it's in there. Oh no. So she reaches in to get it out. Of course, the hand gets stuck in the urn. It's good. It's all good. We're getting dust all over the place, ashes <laughs> everywhere, which is great. I like. <laughs> It's a she tries wonderful... to play it off as, as like, oh, no big deal. She like puts her hand, the the urn arm, like between her legs and then like sits on it. I guess she's trying to like pull it out. But then the guy's like, oh, do you want to see? And she's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> like she's sitting on her urn hand. <laughs> it's 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 virtually Harpo Marx physical comedy. Yeah. It's really good. So it's not just the the cool lines and the great performance. It's just suddenly there's this physical aspect of it. There's dust all over the place. And Stan comes back. She fesses up. I got um, a dead person on my arm. And he goes, no, no, that's a displayer. And we use it as an ashtray. And she says, oh, I guess that's why I felt gum in it. (laughs) (laughs) So she pulls, she pulls, he helps her pull the hand out. And then asks the million dollar question, why are you here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, she's like, oh, yeah, well, no one's dead yet. Like, she's making it up as she goes along. It's her roommate, Shirley. Yeah, she's only got so long. And he, and then his his tone turns into very sympathetic. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, 
could he bring her in here? We can talk about pre-planning. I mean, this is a this is a sale as far as he's concerned. This is great. Yeah, which that's a weird that takes a special kind of person. Hey, ABC, always be closing. Yeah, even if you're closing the caskets. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, when they turn around, there's uh ashes, there's like soot or whatever on the back of of Stanley's um on his back. Yeah. He's they missed the joke of having a handprint on his on his tushy. Yeah, that was that was that ruined this episode. Ruined yeah, this how episode. dare they miss that Horrible. obvious joke? But Lenny and Squiggy are also wait, hold on. Lenny and Squiggy are delivering beer to the funeral home. Yeah, <laughs> why <laughs> not? Funeral homes have it on tap. Uh, the best funeral homes have it on. Yeah, tap. I feel like it's usually BYOB. BYOC, then BYOB. B- oh, you cater, you know. Yeah. You cater these things. There are people who cater funerals all the time. Yeah. I, if if I if I had a nickel for every time one of my family members died when I was growing up in Philadelphia, and we went to someone's house afterwards and they had a big white fish platter, hmm. I'd be a millionaire. We had well, a everyone was dying, and b everyone served white fish. Hey. Well, they get there, and then doesn't Stanley like let it like, or they see that uh, Laverne was there, and they're like, "Why was she here?" Well, they were they were, they were initially upset because uh, there were no corpses on display, and yes. Lenny wanted to see a real live dead body. <laughs> oh, Lenny, well. and, Lenny and Squiggy are just two of the most interesting characters because they're these kind of like they play themselves off as Lotharios, but they're really nerds. Oh God, just, yeah. The huge nerds. I mean, they're to put it in uh, millennial terms, they're Balkan skull. Oh god! Like... Oh, perfect, perfect example. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The two of them, though, do go all the way back to college together. Oh, they were oh. friends in college at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, <laughs> where they developed the Lenny and Squiggy characters. Oh, the characters, not the characters. The actors, not the characters. The actors, not the characters. I no, was they... like, oh god. <laughs> no, no, the actors, Michael McKeon and David Lander were friends and performers in in college they ended up um where was it uh they worked with the credibility gap which i think was in la Hmm. um credibility gap was a radio performance group um did a uh, released actually albums uh harry shearer was part of the group for a Ah. while three of them uh they would do an annual um Rose Bowl parade uh, commentary, which was very popular. They released an album, uh, multiple albums. And Rose so, yeah. Bowl parade commentary? No, just like just concept albums back in the 70s. Oh, could, yeah, cool. Copy albums. Um, and the two of them stayed best friends through the rest of their lives. David Lander passed away, I want to say last year. Yeah. Uh, he had multiple sclerosis. He was diagnosed in, I think, 1984, 1985. Oh, no. And he released his autobiography, which was called How Squiggy Caught Multiple Sclerosis and Didn't Tell Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) I love love that title. We'd love to Uh, see it. They played um, Lenny and Squiggy on together for uh, for all the the seasons. And David Lander did a lot of voice work. His voice, he talks like this, which is very, um, very distinct. Um, he played, um, I just learned this the other day. He played in, uh, Jerry Lewis in 
an animated series called Will the Real Jerry Lewis Please Sit Down? <laughs> he can't uh, get no respect, even. <laughs> no, because everyone hated Jerry Lewis. He was a yeah. piece of shit. Wait, so uh, he's still alive, isn't he? No, he's dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. God. And, and my then, brain like, ain't working. And then a lot the last like three years, it's like, no, no, no. He sexually assaulted uh, multiple people credibly. Right. So yeah. fun, no fun, thanks. fun till the daddy no. takes the T-bird away. But David Lander, actually fantastic guy, uh, played Doc Boy in the Garfield. Oh, great. I love Doc that. Boy. So he, yes, he, he doesn't and have any Surely that, as the river's part. Let's see. Yeah, so good. Uh, well, this is where they find out that, you know, from the mortician that Shirley is dying. And, oh, the world's oh, rocked. They are inconsolable. <laughs> yeah. It was smash cut to Shirley at home. Reading a children's book to a stuffed cat. Yeah, the cat was in other episodes. That's Boo Boo <laughs> Kitty. Um, Boo Boo Kitty is just her her stuffed animal that she loves. Boo Boo Kitty shows up a couple different places, a lot, a lot of different episodes. It's weird that she's reading a a little golden book to Boo Boo Kitty, but you know, yeah, what? I love that. Hearing. Well, then she hears like a knock at the door or whatever, just like hides it, but. It's Laverne that comes home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Laverne comes yeah, yeah. in. She's she's she says, oh, I went to his place of business. And she goes, oh, he's a businessman. He has his own business. And she goes, well, he's a mortician. She goes, Ew. yeah, it's big. It's like, it's such a funny reaction. <laughs> goes, well, someone has to do it, but we don't have to know them. <laughs> yeah. So as well, where, whereas you have huge crushes on people that we've seen in these episodes i have a huge crush on cindy williams i had a huge oh. crush on her growing up uh she's adorable oh, and yes. hilarious and deserved to be in every episode of this show yes she deserved to be this, this is why there are unions it could and and then she and penny marshall had a falling out and oh. they didn't reconcile until like like you know before they right before they died Oh God! Like what the that's, hell? That this sucks. Ruins good people. <laughs> well, um, and now she's like, well, uh, now you know he wants to meet you, and then like, <laughs> she's like trying to explain I, what's happening, and she's just Shirley's just laughing, is like, no, because they told you that you, they told him that you're gonna die, and she's yeah, like, like, I'm not doing this. But then, but... <laughs> wait, look at my head and watch my head. <laughs> Like, oh, like she, no. she just she just nodded her nodded her head no. Yeah. And then but, that's when Alan Steckler is brought up. The yes. guy who chewed his socks. The blackmail. Yeah. Because, because they're like, well, like a couple years ago, Shirley wanted to go on a date with a pharmacist. But in order to do. do that, which I mean, hey, pharmacists make a lot of money, especially back then. And also pharmacists, he's probably running like a soda ice cream like emporium as well. Because that was yep. all tied together. And now what do you do? You go to CVS, you just buy Diet Mountain Dew, the whole soda fountain pharmacy gone thing of the past. What? The which is terrible. We really shouldn't. We should not have let that slip away exactly what is you know, up was it because like people would hate going to the pharmacy and so they're like well i don't know like throw some ice cream and 
sodi pop in there. Or maybe it was the other way around. They were like, oh, it's getting too popular. People aren't coming for the pharmacy stuff. They're coming for the, the food and the malts. So they had to like split the two apart. My guess is that like they probably had to put like medicines in the in the carbonated water as something that you would be able to go home with somebody. Mm. And then you could be like, oh, if you if you don't want any medicine in your sparkling beverage here, here's some like syrup that tastes like, you know, cherries. Yeah, cherries or root or beer. blue. <laughs> <laughs> and but, that's my guess. And now someone can please tell me uh, that I'm wrong or tell Gen me that Z, I'm wrong. you need to resurrect this long lost tradition. It's too late for us. Exactly. You uh, need to put together a, your own pharmacy that's not a CVS or a Walgreens or a Dwayne Reed. Or like, I get capsule serve... delivered to me, and I'm like, capsule oh, should also deliver milkshakes to me. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't ask for that. You should get maybe a coupon for like a free milkshake if you're getting like medicine. Yeah. Especially at our house, we would get a lot because we get a lot of medicine. Right. If it was like a punch card, we'd be getting free shakes every week. That's Express Script. Express Script have a thing with McDonald's. You go down, you get like a free junior cone and you'd be like, hey, I'm on Ozempic, but I'm also eating this 200 calorie uh, kids cone. I need a hamburger right now. Oh, God, I'm <laughs> very hungry. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so the pharmacist was a friend with a monster who chewed his socks. And so that is who Laverne had to go on. Was it multiple dates with? Yes, it was multiple dates that we involved making out and he tasted like kissing a hamper. Yeah, which is just, I mean, chewing socks is gross, but there's... I, I it's kind of like a, what my strange addiction. Like I just eat yeah. the couch stuffing people. Yeah, it's like what is it? Uh, there's it's pika. No, pika's the one where you eat hair. Oh no, thank you. There's like another one where you just kind of like eat things. People I need to get normal hobbies. People like dressing up things. like a woman to host a podcast. Exactly. Or eat normal things like the McDonald's kids cone, which is 200 calories at McDonald's right now. Oh, God, so good. Uh, but then Lenny and Squiggy uh, show up and they. I they, love them. I love them. They got uh, Shirley a lifetime subscription to her favorite magazine, which yes. is wild because it is confidential magazine. So it's like, man, Shirley loves the dirt. Shirley yeah. loves like the career ending gossip. Like she's like, give me that rag. I want to see who the homos are and the commies. Like, <laughs> it's like, God, Shirley, that's a intense read. Yeah. Because Laverne and Shirley were not shrinking violets. These were not, oh, I love that. you know, this was not uh Donna Reed life. 1950s. No, no this, this is, is the different... 70s version of the 50s, which is slightly more real than the 50s version of the 50s. Uh, yes. But they're uh, like, she's like, I'm assuming that I'm assuming that that, you know, these kind of people existed in the 1950s as well. We read Confidential Magazine. We go all the way on a first date because yeah. you know what? We're awesome. That's I'm life. a nerd, but I wear a leather jacket. Yeah. I talk. I got a distinctive voice. Uh, but the she's like, wait a second. The subscription is only for six weeks. <laughs> it's fun because they expect Shirley to be dying. They're not. They haven't been told otherwise. It's a going so, away gift. 
wait, this is the wait. Why? How does Shirley end up in a hearse? Because he picks her. She he picks her. Him? Yeah, he, he, he picks, yeah, exactly what it is. I stumbled over my words just now. Um, Lenny and Squiggy see the hearse pick them up. Oh my god! The from their window and it's like, oh god! Oh, she always wanted to ride in a big car. The hearse, just... which you get this like ADR voice of, "Hey, scooch over! I know there's a lot of room back here, but you know you don't have to be on top of me." Because <laughs> all they did was just film like maybe it was the, the back of a hearse, stock footage of a hearse driving away from a building. So when they get to the funeral home, uh, Stanley shows the casket that Laverne has on layaway. $40. Yeah. A plain, the plainest of pine boxes. No interior, anything. No and little Shirley, pillow. Shirley wants the pillow. You're going to put me in an orange crate. Exactly. Which was marked down from $60. It was $30 on, it was $40 on sale. Uh, no pillow. <laughs> Can't rest your head. No lining, nothing. So they said, um, can you... Little and pulls her aside and says, can you be a little bit more sad? Can you can you switch to cowardly about yeah. dying <laughs> instead of not giving a shit about it? Um, so... And she starts acting. Yeah, she really starts getting into this sobbing. Oh, I'm really a coward. I'm a chicken. I'm a lily-livered chicken. The entire the entire time Stanley and Stan falls her. for it. Yeah, good for Stan. Uh but then man, but then like uh wait, how then why wait, why does Laverne give up the gig? He's like trying to like send her out so like they can look at caskets, I guess. Yeah, and it, I, I and she and she she lets it slip that she's not dying. So let's just let her show. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, so, so Shirley's still there. And then he's like, wait, what? And she's and then Laverne's like, oh yeah, I mean, I uh I forgot to tell you. Uh the doctor called. They uh they found a vaccine. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> they found a vaccine to prevent you from your nonspecific illness. I loved yeah. it. I, it was great. Um <laughs> so load off my mind. Um <laughs> and then, then they had then they have to apologize to the mortician by saying we didn't mean to do anything low and disgusting it just turned out that way <laughs> and he's like why did you do this it's like okay well two years ago she wanted to go out with a pharmacist <laughs> like they have to like start it's like that that is a bizarre beginning to any explanation but then he, he said why didn't you just ask me and here's mm -hmm. where it gets poignant because mm -hmm. she said you know, you I you I didn't want you to think I was a floozy mm -hmm. by taking the first by taking the first step. And he says, "Well, I wouldn't think you're a floozy, but can I call you next week?" And she's and like, "Yeah, did I give you my number?" And he's like, uh, three times yesterday." <laughs> um, we get a scene where. Laverne and Shirley are, are talking about this, doing a little of post-mortem on mm -hmm. Stan. And she says, and Laverne says, all my life, people told me you can't go up to a guy and ask him out. But now I will. Um, Liberation. And they and 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 Shirley says, and because they all the, the, because we were told that they'll think you're cheap. 
And, and then and then she goes, Stan didn't think you were cheap. Stan thought you were disgusting. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which would you rather be cheap or disgusting? No. And they then, said cheap. And then Shirley's like, well, actually, I'll change my mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, the the uh the little stinger at the end is Halloween. Lenny and Squiggy. Oh, it's Halloween. Lenny and Squiggy. Well, it's it's intact. Well, I mean, so uh, Laverne and Shirley are at home. Shirley is asleep on the couch. Laverne is watching the Wolfman, and she's like, "Oh, you! you I can't believe you slept through the Wolfman's whole body getting hairy." Like <laughs> best part, the Wolfman's body got all hairy. Yeah, <laughs> and then Lenny and Squiggy come in in suits they got funeral armbands flowers they the sing. big lilies and um cindy uh cindy williams playing shirley uh pretends to be asleep is pretends to be dead on the couch and then she stands up and pretends to be a zombie and yeah the, the flowers go flying and they run out of and that's the end of the show yeah they're like oh she's a ghost yeah so yeah fun you know fun unfortunately i don't think we'll ever see stan again we won't see. We don't see Stan again. There are they no, didn't do that kind of stuff back then. There are few steady boyfriends. Um, if you want to watch Laverne and Shirley, if you want to watch this episode, it is on Daily Motion. Uh, many episodes of Laverne and Shirley are on Amazon Prime and on Pluto TV. Just not all of them for some reason. It's like, usually actor, uh, right? So it's like, so who is the holdout amongst these people? But it could yeah. also be anything. It could be any number of things. Yeah. So you have to go kind of search for this one, folks. There's a, a version up on YouTube, but the sound isn't all that great. And so. they also had, you know, they had to do the uh, weird cropping in order to try and trick all the robots that look for copyright material. <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you ready for some must-have facts about this? Uh, the biggest uh, sitcom of the 70s? Yeah, the mm. biggest sitcom of the 70s. We've gone from Life mm. with Luigi to Andy Griffith Show to Laverne and Shirley. What a motley crew. Oh. Uh, so, 27.4 million uh, households watched this episode of television. Ooh. It was number two for the week, but the top five shows of the week were... Uh, five was all in the family. Four was Happy Days. Ooh. Three was the Super Bowl post game. <laughs> Two was Laverne and Shirley, and the number one was the Super Bowl. So the only thing that could beat these two broads from Milwaukee was whatever <laughs> football players I didn't look up who was playing in '78. Well, the only other thing that was happening on this day was Soyuz 27 launched um, to the Salyut Six space station. Ooh, space yeah. station. Space stuff. <clears throat> uh, the ABC Tuesday night lineup uh, was Happy Days, followed by Laverne and Shirley, then Three's Company, then Soap, and then the drama Family. What a night. Ooh, that's a great night. I mean, Strap yourself in. This is great. Stick with it. it. When looking through the, uh, you know, the top shows of the 70s, it is wild how everything was a there were just so many cinematic universes in the 70s oh. all running at the same time because we had the all in the family universe with your mods and Jeffersons and 
I think you just then like the spinoffs of those spinoffs and just it kept going. Well, uh, if you if you do recall, um, Betty Garrett, who was in the opening scene as Edna, was also known for playing Irene, the neighbor in All in the Family. Okay, see there you go. So she doubled the it. Happy she got days, the, the, best ones. the Happy Days universe, which included your Mork and Mindy and your Laverne and Shirley. And your Joni loves Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Joni love in that Chachi. Uh, then there was the Mary Tyler Moore universe because Rhoda and Phyllis and then later Lou Grant, a drama. <laughs> um, and oh God, I, there was another one that I thought of that I. I uh, uh, oh, well, then Alice beget Flo. Like it is wild <laughs> just how how like they they just were. No, you're getting laughs. Here's a show. Here's a show. Here's a show. And the crazy yeah. thing is, is most of them were successful. Yeah, we hear about them. Yeah. And you know, Happy Days itself was a spinoff of Love American style. Yeah, right. So everything was just like, so you'd say that Laverne and Shirley go into the army was a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. And this is why the Tommy Westfall universe is so wild. The whole scene elsewhere, kid looking in the snow globe. Does the wasn't that the Dwayne McDuffie theory that um Oh, I mean well oh maybe well Tommy Westfall is the name of the little boy that's looking in the Gotcha. Snow globe. The idea was yeah. was Dwayne McDuffie's that since all of these characters will do like one off appearances in each other's shows, that it expands all the way from like I love Lucy. It is, it's like ninety like, percent yeah. of all television. Like it is like, wild. Um, I did an article on, on it. The streets. Yeah, it's amazing. So many, so many years ago. Um, so what are you watching on this night of television? You got to give me something good to beat Laverne and Shirley. Well, what are you watching? Uh, also, the newspaper that I pulled these from. Oh boy, really loved writing descriptions. So. On ABC, we've got Laverne and Shirley, the mortician. Laverne loses her heart to the local mortician and his big black car. <laughs> but she needs Shirley to help her get a date with him. Shirley doesn't know what she's setting, what she's letting herself in for when she agrees to help. Um, then on CBS, we've got the Fitzpatricks. Mike and Maggie go away for a final weekend together before the expected arrival of their new baby. The trip is cut short, though, when the baby decides to be born sooner than anticipated, causing uncomfortable confrontations with the other Fitzpatricks caught in the middle of a party and paramedics when there's no time to get to the hospital. Well, that's so much information. And then on NBC, a rerun of the pilot of man from atlantis this is the original pilot that spawned the fishy series starring patrick duffy as mark harris the man from atlantis taken to a naval hospital after being discovered washed up on shore dr elizabeth merrill belinda j montgomery discovers that mark has gills instead of lungs and he is able to stay underwater for hours at a time and can swim faster than a dolphin the Navy promptly enlists Mark and sends him to find a missing submarine. This leads to Mark's first encounter with the mysterious and evil Mr. Schubert, Victor Buono. Victor Buono? Yeah, so... Oh, I, have, I have a Victor Buono figure on my uh, on my wall. So, what are you watching? Oh, Laverne and Shirley, hands Are you down. sure? Oh, well, yeah. What, 
what if you had what if you missed the man from Atlantis pilot when it aired earlier this season? No, Patrick Duffy, interesting enough, but not interesting enough to beat Laverne and Shirley. I mean, I mean if I'm, and if I'm a kid at that time, oh, my God, I want to tune into Lenny and Squiggy and see what they're up to. They're goofy antics. Oh, this this is correct. So, like, if I'm a homosexual, Jesus, my you're probably watching Patrick Duffy. No, but like, if I'm a homosexual man in 1930, in 1977, who's 30, who's 39, 78, um, if I'm myself, then. You know, you're watching Laverne and Shirley every week because the dolls are getting it. The divas are working. You know, the the sass is there, the shade. We love it. Um, but then Man from Atlantis is like Harry Patrick, young Patrick Duffy in like tiny, tiny gold shorts and Victor Buono, gay icon. Um, yeah. So it depends uh, you know, I, 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 I will, I will assume. Oh, but Man from Atlantis comes on at the same time as Laverne and Shirley, and there are no VCRs. What am I gonna <laughs> do? I guess, I guess, if I haven't seen the pilot, I'm gonna watch it because <laughs> well, it only what... lasts 13 episodes. I gotta get it in while I can. I think it uh, made it. They made a. Didn't they make a comic book of it? So, Man from Atlantis had a Marvel comic that lasted seven issues, right at this time, written by Bill, written by Bill Mantlo, and with art by Tom Sutton for issue one, and then Frank Robbins for the rest of the run. Bill Mantlo was big on, uh, he did the Hulk. Didn't he create Rocket Raccoon? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. Bill Mantlo. And also, Man from Atlantis, uh, the comic. He's still version. alive. He's still alive. I remember when the movies came out, everyone was like, "Marvel's making millions of dollars off of Rocket Raccoon, and the creator of Rocket Raccoon uh, is broke." And uh, you know, he's also he has like a some illness. Like he's yeah, like he's in a wheelchair. Un- yeah, I mean he's not doing well. So uh, well, look to look the Hero them. Initiative. Yes, Hero, Hero Initiative. Initiative. Uh, donate money to them. They are a great cause that um, will take care of your favorite comic book creators in their later years, as so much of these um, <laughs> agreements with comic book companies were work for hire. So and they, didn't they didn't get anything. Uh, and, you know, Marvel and DC ain't taking care of them. No. Might have created Rocket Raccoon. You might have given them billions of dollars in box office. They ain't going to take care of him. Uh, anyway, you just know that um, the voice of Rocket Raccoon, Brad. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper probably made more money voicing Rocket Raccoon than Bill Manto pl- probably made in his entire career. Oh, God. Just for one of the movies, I bet. <laughs> yeah. uh, on. IMDb 90 Laverne Shirley acts gave this an 8.3 out of 10. Would you go higher or lower? Is that right on the money? I'd go higher. I'd go to 8.6. This was great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know the like scale of quality of Laverne and Shirley, but I would say this is a solid, I mean, 8.38. Like, I mean, it was a good solid episode. I assume there are better ones of Laverne and Shirley, but this seems like a good workhorse, you know, we're grinding out 30 of these a year at this point, you know, that kind of. Yeah, they, they, they good. It, it was were, really good. There were a lot of episodes per season, but you know what? Just 
try to don't even watch this one. Don't even track this one down, people at home. Just find some Laverne and Shirley because every episode, especially like the first, like I want to say like four or five yeah. seasons, every episode was great. Every episode was funny. It had it was just you had a, just a great mix of characters and great lines. It was just absolutely spectacular. I need to watch more. Oh, who I had the must see performance? Cindy Williams. Oh, I'm no, I take that back. I take that back. And I, I, I only say that because. Um, I have a crush on her. Yeah, but I... no, Penny Marshall had the must-see performance. She was carrying all those scenes with her and this completely straight-laced mortician. Just she a real void of a person. Story. Yeah, in a black suit. Like <laughs> who I'm is not, this guy? I'm wearing a black shirt right now that says the word "strike" on it. I look like a 1960s Batman. Oh pension. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, i would say penny marshall killed it crushed it absolutely absolutely uh must other people see this episode you just said i mean i think yeah, yeah. if you want to but I, like you said i think you could probably go to those first four seasons on pluto and amazon prime put one on yeah party baby <laughs> i can't say anything for laverne and shirley in the army uh i know that cindy williams did the voice of shirley for that but for the Mark and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, Fonz hour, uh, she did not do the voice for that. No, no seal of <laughs> approval there. Do you, then you I'm get Ron Kalula. <laughs> I'm surprised that Laverne and Shirley never teamed up with Scooby-Doo. Oh, wouldn't that be great? I mean, it feels like a natural fit. But I guess that the and, Scooby-Doo uh, movies happened in the early 70s, and this is like late, so. Yeah. But they because well, they now, did team that, up with the Harlem Globetrotters and Batman and Robin. And Don and the Knotts. Adams family, Don Knotts, Mama Cass, Sonny yeah. and Cher. Great, 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 great. Don Knotts, a lot of all people. Oh, so I mean, that's it for the 1970s. We're going to the 80s next. Uh, where oh boy, my fingers would be crossed for cheers, but I'm feeling it's probably gonna be Cosby Show. So we might be doing the second most popular. We'll just be playing that by ear. Yeah. Oh, because it needs to be a Halloween episode as well. So we will figure that out. Um, because right Ethan, now it's Halloween season. <laughs> thank God. Uh, Ethan, where can people find you on the internet? Check me out on Ethan K55 at Instagram or Ethan K at Blue Sky. Um, I I see you posting up a storm on Blue Sky. I'm trying. I'm trying to use that shit. There's not a lot of traction on Blue Sky, but I like it better. You know, I just, you know, if I can actually read everything, that's nice. I did learn that uh, Twitter, while being a cesspool of filth, does end up uh, remaining a a community for various groups. Mm -hmm. Like um, I was talking to Megan about it and uh, she's like, oh, you know, we're doing some like some advertising for doctors on Twitter. And I'm like, Twitter. She's like, no. Doctors know that it's garbage, but it's still the best place to get in touch with other doctors. Yeah. You know, other voices and names in their profession. So they're sticking with it. And there are other groups that are sticking with Twitter, X, whatever, um, just because it's the place that they've carved out, regardless of Elon Musk and regardless we of everything a, else. We need a town hall. Um. Anyway, y'all can find me on Instagram at at, Brett, at Barb Hardly, and then also at Brett White. And then you can find me on Twitter 
and at Brett White, and then also at Brett White on uh, Blue Sky. And go to YouTube and search for Barb Hardly and look at all my videos that I'm making. And uh, it takes me like, uh, you know, two and a half hours to get into all this. So please make it worth my while, please. We have 660 <laughs> views as of today on the Alfred Hitchcock episode. See? So come on, keep it coming, baby. Go to uh, Must Have Seen TV on YouTube. Leave reviews on iTunes. Send us emails at Must Have Seen TV at Gmail. And uh, yeah, we'll go to the YouTube, obviously, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I guess we will see y'all in the 80s when it gets spooky. Right? <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye, y'all. Mwah.